This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. Joined by intern Nate. Hello. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. We are broadcasting out of the hero of the working class and best looking member of DSA, Brandon Henke Studios. And we'll be broadcasting out of here for the next four weeks or so. Unless Brandon uh, wants this studio to be named that forever, or I don't know, maybe Brandon's parents. Yeah. They want it to be named that forever and they give us a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. 200 bucks a month on our Patreon. You can name our studio for a month or you can win the March Madness Bracket Tournament, which is what Brandon did. Got a good show today. We've got Advice and Consent with Rachel Curzius back. We give a little advice to FBI agents. We're trying to help you all, FBI. We don't hate you. Actually, we do. But we still, we have advice that we want to give to you. Also, get your tickets now, folks. Get them now. Our 420 show on 420, April 20th, 20th, the weed holiday in Petworth. We'll tell you where when you get your ticket. It's all inclusive. You know the deal. Squareup.com slash store slash District Sentinel. That's where you can get your tickets. $42. All inclusive, though. Squareup.com slash store slash District Sentinel. We still got a few left. Everyone will be there. It's uh, exactly like the Nation Cruise, but with special gifts. I don't know. And you're not on a boat. Some updates from the worst tweet tournament. March Madness might be over. The NCAA tournament might be over. But we still got some brackets to... uh, to work through over here. That's right. The worst damn tweet tournament. Over in the Never Trump region, we have David Frum, victorious over Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, the awful pundit tournament winner. Yeah, on the verge of being the shortest person to win both the awful pundit tournament and the worst tweet tournament, and he just missed out. Then over in the Kekistan region, the young conservatives with their classic... Am I the only one who think the troops could get it together and get a team to dominate the NFL? And that beats Anthony Scaramucci's Scaramucci Post Holocaust Revisionism poll. So we've got David Frum and we've got young conservatives. Wait, wait, wait. Props to Scaramucci, however, for lasting longer in the worst damn tweet than he did in the White House. That's true. That's true. He definitely did. So we've got David Frum and young conservatives Joining the excrement eight alongside the likes of Kevin Smith, Hillary Clinton, Ezra Klein, and Joanne Reed. That means there's two spots left in the excrement eight. Voting is open right now in the extremely online and the UK regions where we have just a marquee matchup in the extremely online region here. That's right. We've got Brian of Snarth, the alligator baby tweet, versus Eric Garland, the tweet that launched a thousand tweets, quite literally. Time for some game theory. It's very, very close. Eric Garland, right now, as of recording, only up. Wow, he's up. By two percentage points over Brian of Snarth. Wow. 51 49, razor thin. 
And then in the UK region, we've got J.K. Rowling's tweet about fascists on both the right and left going up against another classic, Louise Mensch's tweet about Steve Bannon getting the death penalty. And it brings her no joy to say that because she's pro-life. J.K. Rowling ahead 53-47 by six percentage points. So still close there. Follow at Worst Damn Tweet. Get involved. Vote. Have a say on what is the worst tweet ever. Another piece of news before moving on. Kevin D. Williamson. He's out. He didn't last longer than the mooch. Boom! Headshot. uh, As Surfboard pointed out on Twitter. This is from Jeffrey Goldberg's letter to staff. Quote, the language he used in this podcast and in my conversations with him in recent days made it clear that the original tweet did, in fact, represent his carefully considered views. Evidently, Jeffrey Goldberg was the only one who thought there was some controversy over whether or not Kevin D. Williamson actually wanted to execute millions of women for getting an abortion. One in four women for getting an abortion. Yeah, Jeffrey Goldberg... Ignored all the women's voices speaking out about Kevin Williamson, but listened to the one man speaking out about Kevin Williamson, which was Kevin Williamson on a podcast saying the same shit he tweeted. So that's what got him canned here. But he can write his ass off. He can just write his ass off, man. Of course, not the first time that Jeffrey Goldberg has been exposed for being a complete fucking moron in the journalism world. And like the other times, I can only assume he will suffer no consequences. One more piece of news before moving on to haikus. Sachs tried the seltzer. I did. I had the Safeway seltzer. Or is that giant? Giant. Giant. I had the giant seltzer. Blueberry flavored. It was better. I'll say this. I wasn't I wasn't all into it, but I was out of water bottles and I was thirsty, so I had to go with the seltzer water. And it was better it was better than the grapefruit LaCroix, which was my last experience with seltzer water. So I'll give it that. I'll give it that. It'll never be the same as Mexico, but no. it's way healthier. True. Seltzer water is way healthier than any kind of Coca-Cola. Going to get to the newscast here in just a second. Real quick, though, we got some new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash District Sentinel. Five bucks a month gets you access to bonus content. It also gets you your own poem, a haiku read on the air on this show, which we're about to do right now. This one is for Jacob. Hey there, ladder man. Can you make me a ladder with 69 rungs? Nice. Thank you, Jacob. This is for Christian. Love the coffee drink. Love to forget the coffee. Feels like rocks in skull. Thank you, Christian. Finally, this is for Jackson. It's the green monster, but a wall that's just painted green and is quite tall. Thank you, Jackson. And thank you to all our new subscribers on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash District Sentinel. It's Thursday, April 5th, 2018. Here's the news. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Wells Fargo employees selling products that their customers don't want to meet sales quotas. Of course you have, 18 months ago. The bank was fined $185 million for this in the fake account scandal. Now reports are emerging that Wells is accused of similar practices 
in its wealth management division. There are no fake accounts, but former employees say sales quotas pushed investment advisors to sell products that weren't in the best interest of their clients. Employees could earn thousands by referring clients to a trust and estates unit, which sold investment vehicles that were structured to bring Wells revenue through regular fees rather than through trading commissions. That's according to a report today in Bloomberg. The news service also reported that regulators are looking into potential wrongdoing here, a possible breach of fiduciary duty to clients, or a failure to disclose incentives. Without naming any agencies, the bank has already disclosed this investigation. According to Bloomberg, both the SEC and the Justice Department are involved. Scott Pruitt is still clinging to his job as EPA administrator, but he just lost one of his top aides. Samantha Dravis resigned on Thursday. She was the senior counsel and associate administrator in the EPA's Office of Policy, and she was reportedly a longtime friend of Pruitt's. She resigns as the director is under fire for what else but spending habits and lavish travel. Also for giving his favorite staff unauthorized bonuses. Oh, and for staying at a D.C. condo owned by the wife of a lobbyist and only paying $50 a night for it. It's like a La La Quinta. Yeah, but uh, market rate here on uh, Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., I'm sure. Here was Pruitt taking questions from Fox News' Ed Henry in what Pruitt had to have thought was going to be a softball interview about those staff bonuses. Now, if you're committed to the Trump agenda, why did you go around the president and the White House to give pay raises to two staffers? I did not. My staff did, and I found out about that yesterday, and I changed it. So uh, PPPO process should have been respected, and I issued a statement yesterday walking back those those uh, pay raises that should so not have been done. So being fired for that? That it should not have been done. And it so may, who it, did it? It may be there. There would be some accountability. A career that. person or a political person? I'll have to, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You I don't know. So you don't know who did it. I found out about this yesterday, and I corrected the action. So and we are in the process of finding out how it took place and correcting. So that hang on. Forward. Both of these staffers who got these large pay raises are friends of yours, I believe, from Oklahoma, right? They are staffers here on the agency. Then they're, they're from. They're, they're friends they're, of yours. Well, they they serve a very important person. And you didn't know that they got these large pay raises? I did not know that they got the pay raises until yesterday. Well, someone ended up getting fired for it, it looks like. I will say Pruitt has been fairly effective at implementing his agenda, destroying the environmental regulatory state. But even that might not be able to save his job if this continues. (laughs) And uh, right before we walked into the studio, there was another story about Pruitt. Someone's actually out to get him, it seems, because CBS News reported that Pruitt had uh, had asked the uh, the guy running his security detail if he could flick on the sirens because he was running late. And the guy said, no, he couldn't. It was only for emergencies. And then two weeks later, he was reassigned to a different job within the EPA. The Trump administration is asking states to deploy National Guard units along the U.S.-Mexico border. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen made the announcement yesterday. Still no word from Jerry Brown, the only Democratic border state governor, about whether or not California will comply. There was, however, pledged resistance from California's neighbor to the north. Oregon Governor Kate Brown, no relation, tweeted in response to the announcement, quote, if at real Donald Trump asks... (laughs) Still can't believe at real Donald Trump. If at if at real Donald Trump asked me to deploy Oregon Guard troops to the Mexico border, I'll say no. As commander of Oregon's Guard, I'm deeply troubled by Trump's plan to militarize our border. Brown added, quote, there's been no outreach by the president or federal officials, and I have no intention of allowing Oregon's Guard troops to be used to distract from his troubles in Washington. 
It's unclear why the Oregon governor tweeted this since the mobilization order only applied to southern border states. Maybe Governor Brown is frustrated with her counterpart in California, also Governor Brown, because he has not yet explicitly rejected the White House's request. News out of Afghanistan, where U.S. reconstruction efforts are going about as well as you'd expect, which is not well at all. A new cigar joint dropped on Thursday. Cigar, of course, being the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. This report documents the construction of a high-voltage power system in northeast Afghanistan. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers handed over $60 million to an Afghan construction company. And here's how Sigar characterizes what's happened. Quote, mismanagement has resulted in the U.S. government spending approximately $60 million on a system that is not operational, may be structurally unsound, and may not be safe to operate, putting Afghan lives and property at risk. Sigar found that residents still reside in houses around the power plant. In some instances, are living and farming land directly under completed transmission towers and power lines. The report detailed that transmission tower foundations exhibited faulty workmanship, that they've started to crumble, raising questions about whether the strength of the tower foundations can be is compromised. Some of the towers are built on embankments that, according to Sigar, will likely erode because of wind, rain, and snow, which would cause the towers to collapse. And there's fear about handing the power system over to the Afghan government to manage because they could just flip the switch without addressing any of these issues. It's a real shit show. One of Twitter's biggest Nazi trolls has been doxxed. If you were on the Hell website at all during the 2016 election, you probably remember someone named Ricky Vaughn. He had an avatar of Charlie Sheen's character in Major League. The character's name is Ricky Vaughn wearing a MAGA hat, and he was one of the most prolific alt-right trolls around. Well, today, we learned that his real name is Douglas Mackey. That's <laughs> Douglas spelled with two S's. Douglas! Which is hilarious. Douglas, Douglas what are you doing online? Douglas, I he, told he, you to get offline and he, come to dinner. He actually went by Doug, for Douglas, the record. <laughs> Douglas. So Doug Mackey is how you find him Douglas, on the you Middlebury must... website because he's a graduate of Middlebury College. Douglas, you must take a shower before going to the country club. One of the country's most, he's a graduate of Middlebury College, one of the country's most elite liberal arts colleges. He lives in New York. He works in finance. He's also from Vermont, where his dad used to work for the state's last Republican senator. He was actually Jim on- Jeffords, who, if you'll remember, switched. He switched over. That's true. That's he, true. He stabbed the Republicans in the back and uh, became an independent. And I believe it cost them the Senate majority at the time. Uh, yeah, that's, I, th- I believe. Bernie Sanders took his seat. He did. Yeah. Sanders, well, after he retired. Jeffords retired, I believe, after that. Um, yeah, we'd have to fact check that. I don't have that at the top of my top of my brain. Um, but back to Ricky Vaughn. He was actually on Twitter under the name, under the handle, at Bill. Apologies about that until this afternoon when that account was suspended, likely because of the Huffington Post story that exposed all this information. Um, personally, I find this whole story fascinating because I went to a small liberal arts school in New England, and I knew kids like Douglas Maggie, who were really into libertarianism, were econ majors, and came from wealthy backgrounds, and fucking, of course, they became fascists. It totally makes sense, because they had that cruel sense of racist humor, they dress in pastels, you know, those are the people that go fasc. It totally confirms every theory we've heard about fascism. Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting about this yep. is, he, is he was doxxed by Paul Malin. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the be- that's On almost Gab. the best part of the story. Huffington Post broke the story now because Paul Malin, the fucking Nazi troll who's trying to uh, challenge Paul Ryan 
in the Republican primary, he uh, he just he he splurted out his name, Douglas Mackey, in like yeah. a fit of rage. Well, there's there's all this infighting within the alt right about how they want to uh, how they want to move forward after Charlottesville. Yeah, Chris Cantwell as well. He he doxed uh, he he doxed Ricky as well. Huh? Yeah, now and now Dougie is trying to get uh get Paul Nalen take enough gab. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking rules, <laughs> sir. How dare you? How dare you try to censor Paul Nalen's constitutional right to use gab? This is Zog to me. All right, to close out the newscast, we are going to bring on Rachel Kurzius for our advice and consent segment. Of course, to listen to the full advice and consent, you're going to have to subscribe on Patreon and tune in to tomorrow's Sentinel Cast. But for the non-subscribers out there and just for our Thursday listeners, here is a sneak listen. It's time for Advice to Consent with Rachel Kurzius. Hello, Rachel. Hi. She's She she came here to give people advice <laughs> to improve people's lives. <laughs> and we start with a little unsolicited advice this week going out to... Um, going out to people who work at the FBI, many of whom I'm sure are listening to this very show as we speak. So, you know, here improving those lives. Are you calling our listeners cops? <laughs> Listen, we don't like to give advice to the FBI. I mean, other than like retire. <laughs> and in a way, our advice is along those lines, but it's not so much retire, it's get fired. Yes, exactly. Cruise for a bruise is exactly what I would say to FBI officials right now. And here's why. <laughs> so, um, James Comey, the FBI director who was fired by Trump, has this book tour rolling out. And page six reported that some tickets are going for like eight hundred fifty dollars to go is see to go see Comey, my homie. Mm -hmm. And we've got the book is called. It's already a bestseller through pre-orders. Um, it's called A Higher Loyalty: Truth, Lies, and Leadership. So the book deal <laughs> was two. Awful. <laughs> the book deal was two million. You know how people in Washington, D.C. stood outside to wait for Fire and Fury to come out. There's talk that similar parties are hitting the scene when Comey's book comes out. When does it come out? Oh, Please April. Please kill me. <laughs> Sometime in April. Um, Before then, please kill me. <laughs> well, it's, all, it's, it's already late. April. It's too Fuck. late for that. Um, so there's him. And then um, McCabe, who was fired like two days before his retirement had this GoFundMe. Uh, somebody just put it, somebody who knows who, <laughs> put it up for $250,000 and it got way more than that, five hundred fifty, almost $5,000. So getting fired by Trump, yeah. you can make a lot of money right now. So totally. I, I'm sure, Sam, there's all sorts of ways yeah. people at the <laughs> FBI can think of in getting fired. Yeah, Sam, do you have any ideas for what people can do? Yeah, I do have some unsolicited advice for FBI agents. Uh, be like James Comey and Andrew McCabe and get yourself a fancy, lucrative post-government service career by leaking a bunch of embarrassing information and shocking revelations about the United States government and particularly those that are embarrassing to this current administration. But also, might I suggest just a general gigantic leak that just through the size of the uh, data exfiltration is an embarrassment to, <laughs> to the administration. So 
Yeah, go Chelsea Manning on this motherfucker, and uh, you're probably going to get a lot of money from a bunch of shit libs. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're planning to stay there because you want to get your pension, I mean, just look at what happened to Andrew McCabe. Like, yes. don't worry about it. Right, that's such a good Don't point. put in the time. And the thing is- This is your no chance. Sense. Yeah, and you have no reason to believe that you'll actually get it. You know, you actually have nothing to lose. The other thing, though, that I would say, though, is like if we're honestly giving advice and not just what Sam would earnestly like to see- um, in the world is an ind- I would argue like an indiscriminate data drop would make you less likely to get a lot of crowdfunding money, I think. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a different fund or a crowd that you're funding from. I don't know. Who knows who the next president's going to be? I assume it's going to be someone who's not going to like handle this shit in public and make a big scene of it and will just quietly fire an <laughs> FBI person or make an arrangement for them to go. And you won't have the sort of opportunity that you have right now right this is your window it's true strike leak. while the iron is hot leak go uh go ham on your boss or something i don't know like just get fired get fired it's a yeah winning strategy imagine all those youtube videos of people who work at stores and they uh trash the place they like do a video of themselves just fucking trash or they get on the intercom system (laughs) yeah uh, attention shoppers suck my fucking shit um i saw someone get a brass band to play them out on their (laughs) last day yeah up on youtube it's hilarious basically uh the equivalent of that do uh, that but for the fbi Mm -hmm. thanks again to rachel and again to listen to the full segment Tune in to Friday's Sentinel cast by subscribing at patreon.com slash district sentinel. All right. I think we've got one call on the listener rant line. What's up? First and second Samuel. Hey, how's it going, Nate? Jacob from Dirt Church here. I was just doing a little light studying in the word of God. And I stumbled upon this very illuminating passage. Second Samuel 7, verse 3. Nathan replied to the king, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. Seriously fucking damning evidence. Nate, hanging out with the king, talking about God, using religion to green light mark. In turn, slash prophet Nate, guilty. Fucking loser-ass cop. It would be if my name were Nathan. Collaborating with kings? Uh, Yes, king. Go off, king. Uh, It would be true if my name were Nathan. My name is Nathaniel. So your story is fucking shit. Sam's will consider the evidence that's been uh, presented on the rant line. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, levelnews.org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. The newscast returns next week. Patreon subscribers, you'll hear from us Friday for the Sentinel cast. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.